Hello and welcome to the Freedom Baptist Church podcast from Freedom Baptist Church in Mineola, Texas, where we're free from the chains of sin and death. Thank you for listening and please enjoy.
And he went and looked at Potiphar's house. Potiphar was in charge of the king's goods. We know going through that God had given Joseph this dream. But here we see a young man that's walking in the fullness and the promise of God's dream. He's beaten by his brothers. He's talked about. He's thrown in a pit. He's pulled up out of a pit. And he's taken as a slave. He's sold as a slave in Potiphar's house. And the word says that he rose to prominence. And Potiphar put him over everything in his house, even including his food. We know the story of how the word says that he was a handsome young man. He was ready. He was a handsome young man. We know, we've heard the story of how Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him and grabbed the clothes off of him. When he ran, he said, I can't do this thing. When he ran, she called the other man in. He had, she had his clothes. She lied about him. And he was, and Potiphar threw him into, in, into the prison. Now, this young man has got a word from God. He's got a promise from God. He is, he's there. He's been, He's been cast into a pit, beat, stripped, sold into slavery, lied about, thrown into prison. What do we think that uh, he was thinking long about this time? God, where are you at? God, you gave me this promise. God, what are you trying to do? I've been faithful to you. I've got my brethren, they tried to kill me, threw me in a pit. They sold me in a slave. I was in Potiphar's house. I was doing all right. I said no to her advances. They threw me in a pit. So he's got to be feeling down long about this time, don't you reckon? Knowing that he is walking with God. Knowing that he is doing everything he knows to do. Can you imagine the despair? Can you imagine the hurt in this young man's eyes? Can you imagine how he's feeling? Knowing that you're hating. That Potiphar's trying to kill you. And all the time knowing that you've got a word from God. And you're sitting there... God, what are you doing? What are you doing? I don't know if any of you have ever been in a pen. And by all right, I should be coming up for parole in about three years. But in verse 21, let's go back up to 18. And it came to pass, I lifted up my voice and cried. And he lifted his garments and fled out. This is verse chapter 39. And it came to pass when his master heard the words of his, of his wife... Hey, uh, after this, did the servant to me, and his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master and threw him, threw him into the prison. 
a place where the king's prisoners were bound and he was there in prison. The next verse. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for the day. We thank you for those who have taken time to come out and listen to your word. Father, that they might glean something, that it might that something might hit home, Father, that they might get a word from God. Father God, I ask you to bless this word to unity. Father, I ask that it shall not return void. Father, I ask now that you use me one more time before you take me home. Father, I ask these things in the name of the Son and the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now let's look at these things. Look at what he's gone through. How many of us in our life we're doing everything we can. We're doing what God's told us to do. We're there by God's direction. We can't see it. Do you think Joseph was thinking that God was with him when he was in prison? Do you think that Joseph was questioning God? Do you think he was questioning his vision, what God had given him to see his ability that he wanted, what, what, what was going to happen? Do you think he was kind of questioning God, Brother Vernon? I would have been. Don would have been. Don would have been the first one. God, what are you doing? Why, why is this happening to me? You gave me these promises, these great abundant promises. You, you give me this vision. Lord, let's make it happen. Let's get it to it. Lord, what are you waiting on? Let's get to it. But Joseph was languishing in prison, number one, because he told his vision to his brothers. The first thing about a vision, the first thing about a vision we're asking you to get, when God gives you that vision, Tell it. Let people know what God has told you to say, what God has given you. That personal word, that personal revelation, that's what Joseph did. And we think, oh, everything's going to be great, but what happened? He got beat and thrown in a pit. He was sold in a slave. Things weren't quite working out for him. But he did what God told him to do. He told his brothers what it was going to, what it was going to be. Like I said, he was sold. Now, he went in, the words, or the, the scholars say that he was about 17 years old. We don't know how long he was in service, but we do know that he came to power in Potiphar's, or came to power in the king's house when he was 30 years old. That's a set of facts. So, you've got 13 years. 
From 17 to 30. That's 13 years. 13 years of this young man questioning God. God, why are you doing this? Why don't you just go ahead and bring it to power? You've given me the vision. You've given me what the, the word to say. And when I said the word, when I said what you told me to say, it got me thrown here. But the Lord was with you. The Lord was with you. You know, we look at all these things. We look at these mighty heroes of faith. Let's, let's go back to Daniel's time. The three Hebrew children. Did God save them from the fire? No. He saved them. Daniel, when he was in the lion's den, did God save him in the lion's den? Did he keep him out of the lion's den? No. God was put him in the lion's den. No matter what you're going through right now, no matter how hard it looks, no matter how hard it looks, no matter how downtrodden you feel, no matter how long you've been in this prison for doing what God told you to do, God's there with you. He's always there. What did he say? What did Jesus say? I will never leave you nor what? Forsake you. Is that a promise? That sounds an awful lot like a promise. Man, that sounds like Jesus. I mean, I believe that's in the red letter, didn't it? Jesus is promising you he will never leave you and God never left Joshua. Or, excuse me, Joshua. No matter what battle you're going through, no matter what temptation you're going through, no matter what temptation Potiphar's wife is putting in you, God's there with you. Why? Because God puts you here. He puts you in this position for this time. Why? To test you and see your matter. Would it have been an evening for Joseph? He just threw up his hands and went on back about his business. Would it have been easier for him to just forget God and go on about it, the Egyptian way of life? It would have been easier for him in prison to just forsake God. But he stood fast. Fast forward. 13 years later. He's still in the prison. They figure he was in the prison sometime about seven years. Seven years is a penny for a crime he didn't commit. Seven years is a penny for a crime he didn't commit. Seven years is a penny. Question why have you got this? Looking back at his past life when he was a 17-year-old boy thrown in the pit. God, you gave me this promise. God, you gave me this word. God, you told me. You gave me this dream. Your dream will always be tested. 
If God has given you a dream, it is always going to be kept. I say, look at the look at excuse me, the Old Testament saints. God always tested them. And God's testing this young man for 13 years. Put him through a little literal hell on earth. For what? We don't know. We don't see the big picture. We want it now. We live in a, a, a society that wants the blessings of God now. But it doesn't come to Like I say, God's people will always be tested. So let's go on over to the 50th chapter of the book of Genesis. You shouldn't let me have technology. We're going to the 50th chapter of Genesis. Now, the dream he is up. Languishing in the pen. And the king gets a dream. Nobody can interpret. King Stewart says there's a man, he's good at this. So, Joseph interprets the dream. For what it's going to be. He said, Now, when you get out, he's talking to the king's baker. He said, When you get out, you tell the king about me so that it be well for both of us. Barnes notes said that when he told when he was talking to the, the ship, the king's ship, then he told him to remember him so it would be well with him. But what did he do? He forgot. So the king had another dream. He interpreted it. <clears throat> the king brought him out. The, the dream was seven years of feast and seven years of fasting. The dream, the dream, seven years of feast, seven years of fasting. When we get to Joseph, he puts him second in command. Y'all remember Potiphar? Can you imagine what Potiphar thought when the king raised Joseph up to second in command? Potiphar looked at his wife and said, You remember that young Hebrew boy that, that tried to assault you? He said, I have to. He's the boss. We go through a long list. He spent 13 years languishing in pits, in slavery, in the penitentiary. And now he's come to his place in God. The promise. We know that his brothers came 
to get food. There was a great famine in the land. There was a great famine in the land. We know the story of how they, the younger brother was kept. We know all these stories. What we're trying to understand here is why God waited so long to answer Joseph. Why did he put him through this much? And in the 50th the chapter, in the 20th verse, go back up to the 19th verse. Now, his father had died. And his brothers were scared of him. They scared, were scared that the only reason that he kept him alive was for the father. Now, the father has died. Father has died, and they're all scared that Joseph is going to kill him. So we're going to get <clears throat> verse 18. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, Ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. To bring it to pass at this day to save much people alive. We live in a society where we want the blessings of God now. But if, if Joseph had failed in the assignment that Joseph had faltered, he wouldn't have been raised to that place of honor. He wouldn't have been number two in the kingdom. He wouldn't have been able to save his brothers and sisters. So what you're going through right now is going is there for a purpose. What I'm going through, and I'm reaching the committee. Because Lord knows we're going through some stuff. But what you're going through there, the world, the flesh, and the devil, they meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. We're, like I say, we're an instant gratification society. We want to. Say the Lord's Prayer, get saved, and wake up an instant Christian. An instant <coughs> Elijah. But it don't work that way. We have to be tried. We have to be tested. Remember Jeremiah, we were told to go down to the potter's house. We're told how they fashioned the clay. And when they got the clay to the form that they wanted it, what did they do? They stuck it in the fire. That's what Joseph did for 13 years. Joseph was in the fire. Joseph was being built. 
in our lives. In our lives. We can't equate our lives to what Joseph went But it's basically the same thing. We go through hardships. We go through trials. We go through testing. We go through, we, we go through asking God, are you real? God, am I, am, am, am I saved? Why is all this happening? Why, why didn't you just let it happen? Why didn't, don't you just answer me now? Why don't you just fill me with your spirit and wipe away all of this? The trials that we go through, the world needs it for evil. God means good. Why? Why? Here comes the good part. Y'all thought I was rambling. Joseph was thrown in the pit. Joseph was thrown in prison. Joseph didn't lose his testimony to God. It's hard as life was on Joseph. As hard as the doubt was in his life. The questioning God. He got up. Every morning as a slave does, as a prisoner does, and went on about his job. Did he feel like it? Probably not. Did he question God? Probably. But did he stand fast to the Word of God? That's what this is all about. Our testing, not only does it try us by fire, but if you'll remember, that is the potter's house. When, when, we're, when God's fashioning this clay, God's fashioning this pot, this cup, for you to drink out of, and it's a beautiful cup. But if it's not in the fire, what happens to it when you put water in it? Put a liquid in it? Fall apart. The fire is necessary. It was necessary, necessary for Joseph to be thrown in the pit. To show him that all he could rely on was God. Not his family. It was necessary for him to be sold as a slave to learn how to work like a slave. It was necessary for him to be lifted up in Potiphar's house to the number two position. The word said that, that Potiphar didn't even know the food that he had to eat because it came to show. It was necessary. For him to be lied on, lied about. So is the world, you see. Our trials of faith, although they benefit us greatly because they temper us, no matter how beautiful an outside you are, if you have an uncured inside, you're going to fail. 
So we've got to have the fire of God. You remember in Hebrew, the word says that our God is a consuming fire. What is it consuming? It's consuming the dross. It's consuming those little imperfections. So that when you are put in that position, when you are put in that position of number two under Pharaoh, that you've got a cool head. You know. You know what the promise is. The promise is that your your brothers and sisters are going to come worship your feet. It was 13 years after he got the vision. Then he got his answer. Like I said, we want answers now. God, you gave me that vision of, of, of my children being saved. God, you gave me that vision of my grandchildren being saved. God, you gave me that vision of this church house being filled to overflowing. God, you gave me this vision of reaching out and touching many on the Texas. God, you gave me this vision of the bus ministry. God, you gave me this vision to help those that can't help themselves. Why? Why is this taking so long? Because if it happened now, I know God. God would be the big head. Look what I did. If Joseph had gotten the promise 13 years before, he would... He, Y'all ought to worry me. Look what I did. Look what God done for me. No. God had to take us through the fire. To knock out the impurity. To knock out God. Because no flesh shall glory in his sight. As long as God is walking around with pride. You see, that's what his great problem was. Pride. Remember the dream? What was the dream? He came to his brother. God showed me that y'all were going to worship me. Y'all were going to fall down in my feet and worship me. Me. My. My. I. That's the question. What was the first sin? I will. Satan said, I will ascend. Why did the blessing have to wait 13 years to get I out of the way? See, even though he remained steadfast, he had to make sure that all of self was killed in the fall. Or, what would you have done if you had been raised to the king's position and your parents and your children had done to you, your, I mean, your brothers and sisters, had done to you what they did to Joseph? 
You've got the power of life and death. If I was in the throne, if John was running it, y'all going back to Star. Y'all going back to Star. All those stuff, while everybody else is living the highlight. All the brothers and sisters, they got lied to daddy, told him he was dead, told him he was eight by line. Daddy's over here worried. All your brothers and sisters, they're having a high time, a high old time. The devil ain't bothering them none. While you're writing, while you're asking, God, why don't you hear my prayers? Am I alone in this, God? God, I feel so alone. God, I just need, I just need to hear you. Number one, in the darkest hour of his life, of Joseph's life, the word said, and God was with him. Jesus promised you that he would never leave you not forsake Jesus is the one that walks beside us. Jesus is the one that holds our hands when we think we can't go on no more. When our children have driven us to the right over the edge to where we think we can't go no more, that's for that Jesus is right there. Just have Jesus is right there. I will never leave you nor forsake you. No matter how hard it gets. Brother Don, I just don't know how we're going to make it. I just don't, I just don't see no way around it. I, I just don't see any way. Well, Jesus, number one, if you're talking about sins, he's a great position. Go ahead. If you need finances, go to him. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. But just remember, all this is going on in your life. Is nothing more than heat to temper that clay so that you can be a vessel rightly used of God. That's all we're doing. That's all that's happening. Everything that's going on in your life, everything, every pain, everything that's going on in your life right now, every time. We're tempted to question God about the things that are going on going on in our life. But as for you, you thought evil against me. But God did not do it. Everything Joseph went through was to save his family. Everything, every trial. Getting thrown in the pit. Getting pulled out. Getting saved. Getting sold into slavery. Getting raised up in Potiphar's house. Getting thrown into prison. God had a plan. We can't see God's plan. We, all we can do is feel His love. 
All we can do is trust Him. We sing these songs that we we, we just gloss over as and it's tragic because some of these songs that we sing are so beautiful and have so much history behind them. Only trust Him. Only trust Him. You see, Joseph had the vision. Joseph had the dream. But it took 13 years to get to it. That's a long time. That's a long time of trial and testing. But, they meant for evil, and God meant for good. For the you and this come up, we're just going to have a, a couple of verses. We're low in numbers today. I ask right now that you put Miss Peggy on your prayer request that she might be spared from the ravages of COVID again. We ask for the ones who are not here.